This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another uh, another day. It is another day, but for another show. And uh, welcome to your next match day. That's what I was going to say. It's, uh, it is match day again, finally, even though it felt like uh, we've only played on Tuesday. But yeah, that gap between Tuesday and Saturday, again, stretched out like anything. You're just counting down the hours until the next Arsenal game. I hope you're doing good. hope you're doing well this morning. All do let us know in the chat box that you've enjoyed your week and uh, and good morning to all of you as always good morning to philip in the chat box good morning to bungle we've got michael we've got jose we've got christopher thank you so much guys for tuning in do drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the guna talk if you have not done so already and thank you as always for joining us in the mornings i know that these weekend shows is commitment to get up at 8am uh, on a weekend and i'm not surprised for many of you uh <laughs> taking a long rest on your saturday morning but thank you for those that have joined in and are ready to go mel thank you for joining in from malaysia uh we assume you're joining in from malaysia maybe you're joining us from somewhere in the world but thank you mel for joining us uh first time catching you live good evening people carl we got matt we got big o we got john thank you we got sanelle thank you ever so much guys for tuning in um and i mean brant tuning in from texas that is commitment mate so fair play to you for uh getting up so early or staying up so late to watch the show now of course what we tend to do the day after press conferences is we go through Mikel arteta's words and as it is match day there's lots to discuss but in particular i want to talk about william saliba in a little bit and some of the comments that i've seen not just from arteta but also the comments that we've seen online but before we do let me tell you that yesterday was the first of a brand new series on not just my channel but also on the chronicles of aguna uh, channel as well of harry simu me and harry will be collabing every single week alternating uh, on each other's channels so this week it was on my channel next week it'll be on his channel and we will go back and forth basically just having a discussion we've got some really good feedback from you guys saying that you enjoyed the show and enjoyed us two talking so why not make it more regular? And that's exactly what we're going to do. So make sure you go and check out the Canton Simu show, which is up on this channel. And you can watch that. And also it's going to be up on all of our kind of audio channels, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, that all of the shows will be up on there. So uh, it's just the alternation on the YouTube channels. 
because it's really difficult to uh, to, to do stream two shows on, on YouTube on two channels, supposedly. So uh, we're not doing that. We're just going to alternate the shows uh, back and forth. So there you go. Anyway, we are going to kick off uh, by talking about the press conference. I feel like I should go into the little corner. There we go. Can I move myself? I don't think I can. That's a strange. But I'm going to sit here in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen while we go through Mikel Arteta's press conference and talk about some of the team news and stuff that's been going on in the world of Arsenal um, on Team News. He says there have been a few of them that have been able, unable to train. We picked up some knocks during the Leeds game, but hopefully when everybody is back, we will have better news. Now, we know that the only starters that played in that game from the start were Emil Smith-Rowe and Ben White. Now, Ben White has not yet trained. In fact, going down to asking about Ben White. I'm sure that he did speak about Ben White somewhere. Uh, he did indeed. Um, but I'm sure he said that he's not trained yet. He might have talked about that yesterday, actually. But we were told that Ben White's fitness isn't exactly uh, the best right now. And that's not that's not unsurprising because there's a bit of a sickness bug going around at the moment. Um, and fingers crossed that, that Ben White will be able to play. So here we go. He hasn't trained yet. So again, we'd have to wait for today to see how he's feeling and make the decision then. Now, Bakaya Saki, if you remember, played straight away. Um, he played the, <laughs> played pretty much the full game against uh, Aston Villa, even though he had not yet trained a day prior to the game. So there's all the possibility that Ben White could still play today. But if he doesn't, there could be an issue because, as we know, that Rob Holding also went off during the game against Leeds. And so, therefore, he may be unable to play. And then the next best option is either you've got two routes. You can either move Tommy Asu to a right centre-back role and play Cedric, or you can bring in Callum Chambers in that centre-back role to play alongside Gabriel. There are a number of options that we've got in that area. We were also asking him about Kieran Tierney, and he said he's progressing in training. Let's see again how he is today. He felt a little bit better in the last few days, but he wasn't 100% ready to start the game. But again, we will see what happens in the last 40 hours. If Kieran Tierney is fit, whether or not he starts uh, is still a big, big question. And he was actually asked about Nuno Tavares, he says he had an impressive performance to have your first Premier League debut and to play the way he did with that intensity as well as that he is not used to. Credit to the boy. I really like what he did. He's still really young. He's improving. He's settled really well and he had a really good performance. That kind of gives me the indication that if Tierney is back fit, Tierney will be the one that comes in and plays. So uh, that's what we're probably going to be seeing if Tierney is indeed fit for the game today is him coming back into the team. And if you remember... If he is indeed out, Tierney, that's another young 21-year-old in the side. So Arteta will be wanting as many of his experienced players there and ready to face Leicester City, a very good Leicester City side at that. Uh, scrolling down a little bit further, he does talk about Leicester. Uh, he talks about the uh, the impact of the midweek games. He says, we both had to play 90 minutes except for the penalties. We had a really tough game against the most intense Premier League team in Leeds. And now we feel recovered and ready for the next one. On Eddie Nketiah, this is a really interesting comment because as we know, he keeps talking about Eddie Nketiah and the idea that he wants him to stay. And he talked about him after the Leeds game saying that he wanted him to say but he said he's another one that is constantly pushing and every time he's got a chance he takes that chance obviously there are other players involved in those positions it's the same with other players that haven't had a lot of minutes because we have not had any games in Europe unfortunately this season and we have to manage the situation and reward those players that they 
deserve. Um, I really would not understand the club extending Eddie and Ketia's contract. It wouldn't make too much sense for me. It wouldn't make too much sense for him. If I was him, I would not be extending my contract. If From a neutral perspective, you would be encouraging him to move away to try and get game time somewhere else because for Eddie and Ketia to be getting game time at Arsenal it really doesn't make all that much sense. So if I was him, I certainly would be looking to move away from the Arsenal to play regularly. He talked about Bert Leno and he says, I think he competed really well the other day and he showed his level. That's what he's here for. And when he plays, he needs to play at the best level. And when he's not, he needs to support his teammates like everybody else. Now, we know that Aaron Ramsdale is now Arsenal's number one keeper and we likely are aware of the fact that Bert Leno will probably leave the club in the next window, should his situation not improve? He's talked about that before, and he may be looking for a move away this winter. You've got the 2022 World Cup. Whilst he's not anywhere close to knocking out Manuel Neuer or Andre Tostegen, uh, Mark andre Tostegen, what he is enjoying is being in and around the Germany international side and will not want to lose that place in the squad because of a couple of injuries, and all of a sudden you're starting for your country. So... He will want to be playing regularly and getting into that Germany side ahead of that World Cup next year. Um, it's a big, big shame for Bert Leno, to be honest, because uh, obviously we know of its qualities, but Arsenal needed to move in a more positive direction. They needed to move in a direction with a goalkeeper that could distribute the ball much better. And whilst I thought he was probably, and he was voted, rightly, our best player on Tuesday, his distribution just is not the same as Ramsdale's. And Ramsdale's ability to pass the ball with such variation and such accuracy means that we just can't commit to giving Leno that time as the starting number one. On whether or not the 4-4-2 is something that's going to be key to improving the away form, he says that we have different options to play with different players who bring different qualities and formations that can adapt to what we want to do in the game or because of the opponent. That's it. And then scoring goals or not is just a consequence of the amount of chances that we create. But sometimes, unfortunately, it's just about efficiency as well. 4-4-2 was... It wasn't a rigid 4-4-2 that we saw against Villa. And we know that Alexandre Lacazette was playing very much off um, Aubameyang, kind of a number 10-ish role, but it wasn't a, no, a natural number 10 role. I'd like to see the same system used again today. I think that's the, the best way to tackle kind of these opponents with their back three, unless you yourself switch to a back three and match them up, unless they have gone to a back three with Daniel Amate, Soyuncu and Johnny Evans in the back line. So I think this would be the best option. But if Tierney's fit, I'd be much better with him up against Ricardo Pereira than uh, than playing Nuno Tavares because I know Tavares has got a lot to work on on the defensive side of his game. Um, he did talk about the speculation at Barcelona um, and he basically just confirmed, I'm extremely happy at Arsenal. I feel, I feel privileged to be here and my only focus is here. So that pretty much just nullified any opportunity to see him moving away from the club and going to Barcelona. I very much expect that Xavi Hernandez will be the man that takes over from Ronald Koeman at the uh, the camp now. Um, on the five substitution rule, this is something you may have or may not have seen that IFAB have basically given their support to saying that um, from next season, competitions should uh, go forth with five substitutions instead of three. This doesn't mean that it will be happening in the Premier League, but the Premier League will be under a lot more pressure 
to implement uh, a five substitutions rule into the league. We know that European clubs have continued to use this. It has only really been the Premier League uh, that have not been using this. But on that whole conundrum, Mikel Arteta says, I don't know. <laughs> surprise, surprise. He always says that. There have been different situations. Obviously, in the pandemic world, we had one situation. We've had a lot of struggles, a lot of games in really condensed calendar. I don't think it's going to change with the way it's looking with the World Cup and the willingness to play every two years and then the African Cups, and then play another two Cups and play every single competition that is possible. We have to think really about how we're going to take care of those players so we don't burn them out. I think he meant to say out at the end of that. Uh, but we're just going to go and burn them, is what he wants, so we don't burn them. But uh, I, I think that five substitutions is probably the way forward. I think, yes, it does favour the, the teams with the bigger and uh, more strength in depth, and it would definitely help teams like Liverpool and Manchester City and Chelsea. But we can also benefit from it as well. It also gives more opportunities for young players to get chances like Patino and Salah and uh, Fuller and Balogun and, and all of the Mari Hutchinson, these young guys that are coming through. You'll be able to put some more of them on the bench and give them opportunities in the final minutes of games if you're sitting comfortably with a certain result with, a, uh, with only a few minutes of left of the game. So I think that, is something uh, that we would be able to do. Uh, Akshat in the chat says, Hi, Tom. I joined as an expert member a few days back. Could you give me the link for the Discord? Uh, the one in the community tab has expired. Yes, I will put a new link in the community tab of YouTube uh, straight after this show. If you would like to join our Discord server, like Akshat is going to, then all you need to do is uh, go to the community tab after today's show, and there'll be a new link in there as an expert member or a TGT ambassador link to join up as a member is in the video description. Let's go on to talking about the sickness bug around the club. He says, yes, it was a bit of a sickness and just tummy aches and things like that. Hopefully today everything will be okay. He hasn't trained yet, he says, about Ben White. So again, we have to wait for today to see how he's feeling and make the decision then. Um, and I wanted to spend the last part of the show talking about the main attraction, which was, as it always is, um, William Saliba. Uh, now, get your thoughts and feelings in the chat box now about how you feel about how Arteta tackled the Saliba questioning. How did it make you feel? Did you see anything online that made you concerned? But let's talk through his comments and then maybe you can leave a comment after you've read them if you haven't done so already. But he was asked about William Saliba and on if White's signing meant that he could go out on loan. He says, well, everything is linked. Obviously, the amount of centre-backs that we could have in the team, the issues that we had in the past because of the numbers that we had and the unbalance we had in the position. And because of William's decision in his career right now to make the minutes that he's making and the progress that he's making, we believe that it was the right thing to do. He was asked whether or not he saw his performance against PSG and if he's spoken to him since. He says, yes, we have been as a club always in touch. They went to see the game as well. Edu and Ben. Ben is the guy that looks after all of our loan kind of transactions and stuff like that. Were there, uh, Edu and Ben were there to watch him and to keep a close eye on him and the progress that he's been making. Obviously, he's our player and with all the loan players that we have. On if Saliba would have been in the squad against Leeds if he was here. At the moment, he's there, and he played a different game that week, and this is it. He continues to do what he needs to do, which is to play a lot of games and play them well. And finally, he was asked a fourth question on Saliba's future with the club. Arteta says, that's a decision that we'll make in the summer, which I think is what kicked off a lot of people on social media. 
Obviously, he's our player. Again, he says the words, he's our player. And naturally, that would happen. And we'd have to sit down and decide what the best step is next. So take all of that in and tell me what your thoughts are. What is your thoughts surrounding William Saliba now? How do you feel about how Arteta has handled this situation now and how he's talking about it now? Not what's happened in the summer, what happens previously. I want to know how your feeling is about Saliba now um and what you feel about the player and where his future lies and where you think that Mikel Arteta sees his future let us know in the chat box and we're going to be going through plenty of your comments okay let's uh let's go on to the big screen and uh and yeah let's go through some of the things that you've been saying and talking about so Akshat, uh, who is one of our newer members, says, uh, Saliba, the greatest player in the history of Arsenal without ever playing a game. People melt down over the most generic comments by Arteta. This is kind of the feeling that I have around the situations. I think that a lot of people have overreacted at those comments and overreacted about how Mikel Arteta has spoken about him. Twice he used the words that Saliba is our player. As in, he's not going anywhere. He's our guy. We're in charge of his future. He's got two years left on his deal at the end of this season. And the decision will be made at the end of the season. He can't come out in October and say, Saliba will be a starting player next season. It's just not... You can't speak on behalf of the player as of yet. You need to sit down with the player at the end of the season, assess how things are going. If he might, He's been brilliant, by the way, Saliba, so far. But he might absolutely be dreadful between now and then the season. You can't commit to someone and say, he will be part of the plans. You don't want to give him the incentive and just, you know, that guarantee yet. You want to say to him, look, I haven't made my decision yet. I want you to go out there the rest of the season and prove to me that you deserve to be part of my plans. I'm not going to sit here in October and be like, yes, you are going to be the guy that becomes part of the squad. He's going to be playing. He's going to be rotating. You're going to be in there. So don't worry. No, I don't want my manager saying that about one of our young players. I want our, our manager to challenge Saliba to do more, to continue playing at the top of his game and to get into the Arsenal team. That's what I want to see from Saliba and from Arteta. And I think that's what we got yesterday. Um, let's go to uh, Schrodinger says it would be good to see Saliba in an Arsenal shirt. I think I think that's, that is, for me, the obvious. Like It would be great to see Saliba play. It would be great to see Saliba given a chance. That's that's what we need to see from him. Ian says, Portsmouth manager, uh, Danny Cowley, says, talked about Miguel Aziz being trained for situation when he does not have the ball, and that's why he does not play regularly. Um, I'm not surprised. He's had a not an easy time of it in the youth team, but it's a much simpler game to work on your own game on the ball, especially for a side like Arsenal. Miguel Aziz, outside of, the, uh, outside of that comfort zone, is going to have to work on a lot off the ball, which he certainly needs to improve on. Michael says, I'm quite confident that we will see Saliba play for Arsenal next season. Fala says, under Arteta's reign, Saliba has no future at Arsenal. Fala, tell me your reason why. Because I don't agree with this point any longer. Um, I agreed with it in the summer, and I would have said, while Arteta's here, I don't think Saliba will play. But I think that is changing. And I think the evidence is there from what Arteta is saying, from both Edu, our technical director, and... Uh, and Ben going off to watch him for the youth uh, for for Marseille should be evidence to you. And from what we've heard from Fabrizio Romano as well, who said that Arsenal very much have got this guy in their future plans, that he has a future at Arsenal. So I think you need to open your mind a little bit 
and just consider that that isn't the be-all and end-all of Saliba. Uh, scrolling down a little bit more, Rancid, you're not the only one, I think, getting slightly a bit annoyed with this never-ending Saliba talk. Nikolai says we should give him a try. Arteta is just not committing. Not surprised, didn't expect more than that. I don't think he should commit, Nikolai, in this moment in October. It'd be very strange, I think, to see him commit <laughs> before even it, before even the turn of the new year. Uh, Akshat says, last season was poor, not sending him out on loan on time. Sending him out on loan this season is absolutely all right and will help his development for more than staying here without Europe. Exactly. Brent says, he looks like he's been playing for years at such a young age. He's a very solid defender. Um, Rancid says, but of course, we handled the situation not very well. We didn't handle the situation very well in uh, in 2021, in, in that 2021 season. In 21-22, I think we are handling it much, much better. Uh, Nick says, I've not seen him live. All the reports is that he's playing very well and gaining valuable experience. I would bring him back next season, sell Pablo Marie and rotate and use at the back at times. I'd I think I'd rather sell holding. I think you can get more money for holding. I also think having a left-footed, uh, left-sided centre-back is better than having a right-footed, right-sided centre-back because I think Saliba can cover both positions. So I think I would sell holding over... Marie, just because of the money that's be associated, I think you get more money for holding. He's an England homegrown player, so there's that. But I would probably replace holding with Saliba. Um, let's go to Bungle. Who says, Hi, Tom. With all the noise that surrounds the situation, how realistic do you think that Edu and Mikel convince Saliba to come back, integrate, and extend his contract? Honestly, Bungle, I have absolutely no idea. There's no way of me knowing whether or not um, they can get, they can convince him or to sign a new contract. I think that what would happen is, I don't think he'd want to sign a new deal when he returns at the end of the season. I think that he would play a year and then they'd have discussions if he's playing after, say, the first six months. That's when discussions would take place. Um, Magambo says, if Marseille get in Champions League, I think Saliba may opt to stay. Well, he has no choice. So he doesn't have an option to stay there. It is very much Arsenal's control about whether he goes. Uh, Fabo says, I think people are panicking because of how things went with Genduzi. They think the same will happen with Saliba. And that's fair. I mean, you look at the Genduzi situation, there is a lot of similarities between the two of issues that have gone on behind the scenes. But Arsenal seems to have a lot more openness to a future for Saliba at the club. Let's go to Nee Cobble, who says, uh, why do we as a fan base always want drama? Patience is non-existent. Let's wait till next season. Saliba talk is boring, annoying, and we should just wait because people can't wait because they are very impatient. Uh, Tim says Saliba's loan was made this summer, whether we like it or not. Keeps being brought up as if we could change it, reinforces the negative view of the loan as if we are making the wrong decision over and over again. Very good, uh, very good way of putting it, Tim. Gustavo says, hey, Tom, we have to take into account Saliba's decision on whether to stay or just move on. I hope Arteta gives him a chance. Um, let's go a little bit further down the chat box. Tom uh, Sal uh, Fala says, Tom, Saliba wants first-team football, which he isn't going to get it because of the white signing. Plus, Saliba and Arteta doesn't seem to have a good relationship. Let me talk to you about this. When we signed Nuno Tavares, I didn't think he was going to get any game time. He played an amazing game against Aston Villa. And he's kind of earned that chance to come back into the team. He could play again against Leicester. The same situation goes to players like Lacazette. He came in for Odegaard, never really saw him getting an opportunity, had a great game against Aston Villa. And I would be surprised if, if Lacazette isn't playing again this weekend. Just because there is one player there 
already in that place, or two, because Saliba can play in both positions, it does not mean that he won't get a chance. And you can't just open the doors to Saliba playing every game at the start of the season. He will come in, he will train, he will have a pre-season, and then he'll be put on the bench. That's probably where he'll get put at the start of the season because Ben White and Gabriel are forming a very good partnership. And you can't just break that down because you've got an agenda towards or a cult following towards one player. He needs to earn his place. He needs to take his chances when they come, and they will. And then when that opportunity arises, whether through its injury or whether through it's just him earning his place because of a player not performing in the first team, he then has to take his place. It's the same for Tavares. It's the same for Lakonga. It's the same for all of these players. They need to be given opportunities and those opportunities will come. You can't just just throw the idea that it's not going to happen out the window. You can't be so binary about it. And you need to be realistic and think about the context of how players like Tavares and Lakonga and Lacazette this season are still getting chances to prove themselves despite them not looking like they would have done. We're one injury away from Saliba starting games if he comes back next season. And that is not something to be sniffed at in any way, shape or form. Begachev says, how do you see Saliba's attitude towards Arsenal? Is that normal for his situation or he's already considering himself as a world-class and sees himself playing as a starter every game? I hope he does consider himself as a starter at Arsenal because I like confidence. I like arrogance in a player. I think ego is what gets players to where they are. Thierry Henry, one of the most arrogant footballers on the planet, and that made him the world-class player that he is. Self-belief. I want players to have this. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Nicholas Bentner, Mario Balotelli. It doesn't always work, but it's still a good quality for players to have. And for me, the fact that he would consider himself a top-class player is good. He will fight for that place if he comes back. Arsenal may not allow him to leave, Arsenal may not want to sell him. Arsenal may want to say to him, look, you're our player. We want you to perform here. and We are trying to put things in place to enable you to be the best that you can be. And part of that was the Marseille loan. So we'll see how this goes. They, if you remember, wanted him to go to an English club. He wanted to go to a French team and they accommodated that. I was quite critical of Saliba's decision to go to a French team. I understand why he did. I think he should have gone to an English club, but... It is paying off now. He is playing very well. And so you have to look at the club and say, fair play for accommodating what Saliba preferred. And if anything, if they really weren't that fussed about Saliba, I don't think they would have, you know, been having conversations with him, working out what's best for him and accommodating his best needs. So I think that's important. Uh, Fallow says, Tom, remember Arteta chose to give chances to Mustafi, Klasnach and Chambers over and holding over Saliba. That's how Arteta rates. No, it's nothing to do with that, Fallow. And if you think about it, I'm not surprised he chose to give opportunities to more senior players in the squad. Saliba had played, I think it was, what, 38 games at, the, at a senior level in three years. Of course he gave more opportunities to those players because Saliba had not given enough evidence to suggest that he would come back. So, of course, he was going to rate players. Holding, at the start of this season, was a better defender than Saliba. Saliba, this season, is now proving to be better than Holding and that should be starting ahead of Holding should he come back if the season was to, say, start tomorrow. But to turn around and say that Saliba gets in ahead of Holding at the end of last season isn't true. Holding was one of our better defenders last year and Saliba had played 38 games in three years. 
So it's nothing to do with about rating above. It's about being grounded. It's about being a level-headed person and making the right decision for the player and for the club. And we brought in a fifty million pound centre back, which I think, if you base it off how he's performed this season, by the way, Ben White is my player of the month for October, without a shadow of a doubt. That that is what we needed to do. Anyway, I know that a lot of people wanted to talk about other things, um, but that's actually all we've got time for today. Uh, I'll be doing another show around 6.30 uh, today around the Leicester City game, so make sure you do tune in for that um, and make sure you do get involved with the show after the game. I'll be working the game and there will be a reaction pretty close to the full-time whistle over on the Arsenal way. A uh, link to the channel is in the description. So make sure you join myself and probably Hush or Uma uh, over on the channel after the game. I hope you enjoy it your Saturday and I hope that you're looking forward to getting involved with the shows a little bit later on today. And there'll be more coming for you tomorrow and in the week as well. Do drop a like, do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And as always, up the Arsenal and come on the lads. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.